0: Ciao Ta Juventini, welcome back to the all Juve Cast channel. Of course, where it's all Juve all the time. If you're new here You know the drill, like the video, take a second to like it, it all helps. And then, of course, subscribe to the channel. The ever-growing AJC Army is becoming very, very strong. We have a Discord channel. I will put that up on the Twitter feed uh, after this show. So if you want to join us on Discord and carry on the discussions that take place here on the show, that's where you got to go. We had Juve, Spezia, 2-0 victory. Oh, wait the gaffer called 2-0 yesterday another prediction victory here and we're gonna have a lot of fun today because we haven't had lex on the show in a while so lex is back with us okay morning lex how are you doing
1: good morning i'm doing great i'm really happy to be back um first pod of the season so finally i can be back on the show and i'm just really excited to talk about the game today
0: there you go. So we got Lex back uh, and, uh, you know, we get a lot of requests. Everybody's saying, you know, where's Lex? Where's Debalexa? And speaking of at Debalexa, today it's time to choose another handle. We can't be getting questions if uh, we have a Roma fan uh, amongst the ranks at AJC. So we're going to leave it to live chat. They're going to help make some suggestions. Hopefully by the end of the show, we can have a new handle for lex are you ready for that lex
1: oh i don't know i don't know i'm pretty indecisive so i don't know we'll have to see i don't like change either so i mean
0: change is good i've seen a lot of
1: recommendations replied on my twitter if you guys want to drop some in the chat maybe i'll see one that sparks my interest pick one at the end we'll see there we
0: go oh we got one right out of the gate here wow alexa (laughs) it's a good
1: one. all right
0: all right wasting no time i think that i think the people have spoken they just want uh, the tabala part out of there we can't be having that we got to bring good vibes to our players now nice to have you join and we get a victory to talk about lex okay so uh, obviously the two nil victory uh Juve against betse here we are going to tackle it we're going to break it down we're first going to have a little discussion about the news that's out there this morning Then we'll do a brief, brief recap on the game, give our outlooks, and then tackle everything in kind of the aftermath. And then, of course, a look ahead because this is a very, very tough part of the schedule right out of the gate. Six games, uh, 19 days, and uh, the first Champions League group stage game uh, coming up very, very quick against uh, PSG. So there's a lot to talk about. I want to remind everybody that's listening to this on your audio outlets, where you catch your podcasts, head over to the YouTube channel for everything extra. Okay. We got daily update videos and we've got uh, a lot of good, cool content. And uh, Lex is going to be back at some point covering uh, the women's team and just keeping us updated on that. And when she can't do that, she'll still provide us with it and uh, I can even deliver it to you. So we want to just keep tabs on uh, our fantastic women's team. So uh, Lex, how pumped are you on uh, the women's team going into this season? think there's a couple games uh, in already so far and looking very very strong right
1: yeah, I'm super excited. They had their first game against uh, Como, which was newly promoted to Serie Femminile. They won 6-0, so very convincing win there. And um, they also advanced them to the next round of their Champions League matches. And they're in their Coppa Italia group that was just drawn. So I'll definitely have to do an update video, give you guys all the details on that. But like, it looks like it's shaping up to be another strong season for our Bianconeri.
0: There you go. Yeah, we're all jacked up on the women's team. They're fantastic and uh, good watch. Now, oh my God, they're still just firing away. team Alexa,
1: <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Like that's that actually one.
0: pretty good.
1: That was new too.
0: Hog Lexa. Yeah. Lex Maria. Uve Lexa.
1: Uve Lexa. Holy
0: I- Del Lexa.
1: I- <laughs> at Alexa,
0: there is a ton. Okay, that's that's <laughs> good. The Dima Alexa, though, very nice. Yeah, very nice.
1: That's a new one too.
0: Very, very new one. Yeah. So, in talking about uh, the news, obviously we've got uh, Vito jumping in here, and I want to say good morning to all you uh, that make uh, these live shows so fantastic. You know, good morning from Bob. You're always in here. The marathon just beginning. That's right. That's right um we've got uh jeremiah just coming in here happy for the result let's be honest awful performance wow from middle to final third well we'll we'll get into it i think there was a lot uh, more to be desired and that's fair for sure but we'll tackle it big news it's deadline day deadline day Arthur to liverpool so juventus has uh seemingly found a move for him obviously going to be a loan but he'll be heading out and uh, there you have it. That's uh, another piece. And we avoid a situation much like Aaron Ramsey's, which is great. Um, So at least he's off uh, for this season and then we can address it moving further. We have to hope that he does well and has good showings when he is called upon for Liverpool, but uh, that's good stuff for Juve As far as the incomings, It ends for Juventus with Paredes, who obviously, man, uh, crazy, crazy uh, day for him and a little bit rushed. Had a medical in France, flies into Turin, gets to the stadium, he's there, he's greeted uh, amongst the crowd, uh, holding a Juve kit. Pretty. uh, I'm actually fairly excited for Paredes, and I hope that uh, as bad as Max wanted, it pays out for him and the team and that he can uh, help out. I think he will for sure. And uh, that's kind of where it ends there for incomings for Juve. So I want to quickly ask you and everybody on the live here, how you feel overall about their Mercado, um, Lex?
1: Um, overall, I think that keeping in mind the big names and important players that we lost this transfer window, I thought we did pretty, pretty good job of trying to make up for that. I think, like, sometimes people forget that we did lose, like, we lost Dilic, we lost DiBala like, two big players for our team last season. So I think bringing in Di Maria, bringing... I almost... I honestly almost forgot that we brought in Pogba and Di Maria from having them both been injured. So I think even that is just, like, remembering that, yeah, we still did bring in Pogba. We have um, Di Maria now, who's now available for us again um, after being injured. We've got Kostic. So we're definitely... Um, and now if we bring in Paredes, if we're trying um strengthen our midfield, give us some more depth in that area. I definitely think that it was a decent Mercato from us, for sure. I think that we're not done yet. I think there's still obviously work to be done and more to do, but we can't expect that all to happen in one summer transfer window. So I think even adding on what we did in January plus the summer, I think that it's definitely some positive moves for us as a, as a group, for sure. What do you think, Al?
0: I would uh, agree with all that. Uh, there's a question coming in as well about uh, where. Uh, how long does uh, Artur have on his contract. He is uh, with us until June 30th, 2025. Okay. So he's still got uh, quite a bit there. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, as far as the Mercado goes, you're absolutely right. And we can't expect, we couldn't have expected all of that cleanup to be done in uh, one session there, but the amount that they did and the replacements were of quality. So the one that really had people fired up and I talked about it yesterday on the match day live was the Depay one. Cause when you go from Depay, obviously to Milik, there was a lot of uh, you know, uh, negative feelings about the management and everything, but The truth of the matter was, once the story broke out, that there was full agreement between Juventus and Depay. Barca was not uh, breaking that. It probably had to do with some of the other deals they had going in the background, which kind of didn't make the front page news like Depay to Juve, but it was happening in the background. And there you go. And Milik, to be honest, a couple short, brief cameos, but... He looks very, very eager and ready to go. He even bags himself a goal in this one uh, against Bitzia and a nice one, a nice turn and hit. And man, maybe uh, maybe Milik uh, will pay off, right? Um, fingers crossed he stays healthy. There was injury risk with the pie as well and a bigger salary, much bigger salary. And the other thing is, Milik, we're like, there's like no risk involved for Juventus. At the end of this season, we could call it like this and say that's it so honestly he's a vice to Vlaovic and to be honest if you look at attitudes of the players I've been saying I was saying this a little bit uh towards the end after Milk was coming in and you have time to kind of process and think about it he might actually pay more dividends to helping Vlaovic grow than a guy like Depay actually would just based on attitudes of the players. And Milik and where he's gone and where, what teams he's been a part of and how he kind of fits in and whatnot, he almost seems happy to play in whatever role he's placed and seems to just kind of still produce and provide. So I think it might pay dividends having him potentially a little bit more because there was more risks in Depay. What do you think about that, Lex?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be like 100% honest. Like, I wasn't crazy about either of the names coming in, like Dupai or Milik. But I mean, I think that I'm happy with Milik, especially after seeing what he did yesterday. Like you said, I think it's important to have that type of player that's willing to just play their role, be a role player, right? And we need someone who's going to be a vice Vlaovic. And I think that that player, that striker, has to accept that they're going to be secondary in that role. And so to have someone who, like you said, has the right attitude and is willing to still use whatever time they have to come on the field and convert. I mean, how much time did he get in the game yesterday? Not much at all, but still came in was eager to score, found the back of the net, seemed really happy to vote that. And so I think that a player like me, like, I think that he can help us in that regard. I think that when they players join our team, you know what, like it's a fresh slate and willing to give them, a new opportunity, right? I'm going to put all of my um, previous judgments aside, see what they do for us within our squad, within our team. I think a player like Milik was needed. So I think someone who can take on probably what Morata was doing for us. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Milik, yeah. Coming in 85th minute. So Mm -hmm. 85th minute sub still, like I said, eager to get on there and fire away. And uh, he was uh, rewarded with it. We've got uh, some thoughts here based on uh, circumstances of the past and everything. Pl's throwing in there nine out of ten for the Mercado. I want to know everybody else's scores right now before we get into uh, the rest of the news and whatnot. What would you rate this Mercado out of ten, Lex? Are you as high as a nine there?
1: Um, no, probably not a nine. Just considering also our losses um i would say maybe like i think what's a fair number that i've seen going around as well be like a 7. 7.57 i don't know what about you al what's your yeah see animus just sent in the chat 7.5 out of 10 yeah i, I was
0: about an eight and 8.5 i don't think i think finding the loan for our tours great and whatnot um i think a fullback coming in would have probably hit me that uh that nine uh to 9.5 getting a fullback but to be honest these are all strong scores even if we're talking eight if we're talking 8.5 some are throwing nine out there these are strong scores they had a hell of a curveball come at them with uh the Delic situation and they handled it very very well and bremer uh you know they they made out better financially um, by bringing in Bremer and whatnot. So could have been a blessing in disguise to be honest
1: Got that uh, yeah.
0: the Delic thing played out the way it did. Could have been a blessing in disguise. So they did really good. Uh, Di Maria again, uh, there's an option for a second year. His uh, quality is uh, second to none and shouldn't be in question. Um, had that injury but he's back. He was back yesterday, made his cameo yesterday. He'll uh, need a little bit of time, I think, to get back into full stride. Plus, we were playing another setup followed up the Roma match, and it wasn't quite like that for Di Maria prior to his injury. So he's got to get uh, used to all that as well. It's uh, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, Pogba again. Now here's the thing with this whole thing with uh, Miretti coming in, and we'll talk about this further on in the show the whole Moretti thing, and I see some questions coming in here about uh, Miretti and how do you feel about Allegri uh, putting his uh, trust in him? Are you happy that Allegri putting his trust in Moretti? Absolutely. Absolutely we are, because this midfield for two games in a row, regardless of performance levels from Roma and the Spezia match, it's still, it's much, much more balanced, and you need that dynamic midfield in there. Now with a guy like Pogba, If we have trust in Miretti, you can manage Pogba a hell of a lot better now. Because now you've seen this, you have faith and you have trust in Miretti. Once Pogba's back, now he becomes what he should be, which is a luxury player. And a hell of one at that. So the pieces are looking very, very good for uh, Juventus. And uh, the healthier we get, the better. It's all about maintaining that health. So we have to see. What do you think about uh, that and the trust being put in Miretti and just once we get uh, guys fit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So happy to see it. I mean, I hold a lot of criticism for Max. So honestly, credit to him for this, for trusting Miretti and starting him in both these last two games. I think he was fantastic. He was everywhere on the pitch and um, always looking to – play positive football always looking to play the ball forward play the ball through he lives in between the lines like such a fun dynamic player to watch Um, as you mentioned Al and I think that you bring up a great point regarding being able to manage Pogba now so you don't have to play Pogba you know 90 minutes every game especially when he's coming back from that injury and um, having just another player in our midfield more midfield depth is just always going to benefit our team absolutely and so I think that um Miretti put out a great case for himself as being um, an integral player in our midfield and in our team. Absolutely. So to answer you, RB, for sure, hundred percent happy with Max for that one. Um, Definitely.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's get to, uh, let's get to uh, some more of the news here. We're going to get to uh, the tech injury obviously uh, happened yesterday. But uh, nothing fractured or anything of that uh, sort. So it's going to be one of those things where we just monitor, figure out time. Fortunate for Juventus. And we've talked about this before as he started the season for us. Pedin is more than capable. And uh, we have good coverage to wait for Chesney to uh, heal up. Awkward play off that corner kick just landed uh, awfully. It looked a lot worse than the reports that are coming out today. But that's the latest on tech and then of course paredes has arrived and this should be it for incoming business for as we saw him at the stadium with the kit and everything and uh paredes how do you feel about uh this one lex and we're gonna dive deeper into paredes and the midfield after the quick uh, and brief match recap so lex real quick on paredes um exciting uh the financials 7.5 some were balking about the financials but I don't think it's that big a deal in the grand scheme of things because he's obviously being brought in to be a starter so what do you think what do you think about the Paredes one
1: um I think another player like depth in our midfield was needed especially a player that's going to play that role that we've been kind of looking for someone to play um i don't know i think that the salary is a bit high for my liking still as you mentioned i think it was rumored it's about seven and a half million but i think leave it to the player to prove himself that he's worth that much right for sure um I, as i mentioned to you before the show i haven't seen a ton of his play so i can't really say right now but i mean a good point from jeremiah that he'll allow loka to move forward which yes is what I'm honestly the most excited about having a player that can sit back and hold back more is probably that we can push Loka forward. But um, yeah, that's my thoughts for Paredes right now.
0: It's going to be an interesting one to see if in fact Locatelli, Locatelli helps break everything uh, up and open for us in play by slotting over there. So that's going to be a big, big uh, question mark. And then of course, Miretti and what he's doing do you take that away and uh, make him all of a sudden a substitute and everything? It's going to be interesting to see. But let's uh, let's say this. Based on what we're used to and what we've been dealing with out of the uh, middle of the pitch, this is a welcome problem to have. And this is going to be good. Anytime you get more flexibility, more options, that's not a problem. That's not a bad thing. Uh, we need to have guys that we're having discussions about needing to get minutes and playing time we get that rotation going maybe that helps cut down our injury problems and our injury woes uh that we've uh, had to endure and suffer uh year in year out for what almost like four now so Hopefully that helps with that. So that's uh, pretty much it uh, for the news side of things. We're going to get into UV Bits and do a real brief recap and then look at an overview and all the aftermath. We're also going to have man of the match discussion. We're going to do the AJC tweet of the match. Okay. So we're going to award uh, the tweet of the match and it's between two and we'll pull those up uh, as well. And then I have three names. I have the three names for uh contestants okay subscribers that are going to get a chance to play some trivia to win a juventus 22 23 kit and you know what let's just throw those out there let's just throw those out here hopefully they're in tune because if they don't reach out after this show they're not going to get to take part and then it goes to somebody else so here are the three handles if this is what you go by on youtube okay tom snipes 10 Fayez Alfez, and Abbas KT. These are the three that will have a shot to win. Each will get a shot to win one of the Juve 22-23 kits that we give away, and it is winner's choice. You can choose home, you can choose away, and you can choose whichever player you want. So let's get in there, okay? So Abbas KT, Fayez Alfez, and Tom Snipes 10, all right? So let's see. Good luck, and make sure you reach out. Otherwise, somebody else is going to get a shot, okay? Rigged. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's get to the game now, and I will uh, keep these names up just for a little bit here, okay? Now, our lineup going into this game was uh, Chesney and Goal. We had Danilo. We had Gatti and Bremer and DeChileo. Across the back, Rabio, Locatelli, and Medetti. We continue the same in the midfield from what we saw uh, against Roma. Then up top, Cuadrado, Vlaovic, and Keane. So only two changes, uh, Gatti and uh, Keane. And then, of course, with Gatti coming in, that slotted uh, Danilo over to the right. And I guess uh, Decilio was another change as well. So there you have it. Those were the changes. Lineup-wise, again, good to see these guys in. And again, Spezia. You would want it to be uh, those guys. Okay. So, uh, as far as changes, like perfect opportunity for Gatti to get his uh, start. Keen, we got to try and get Keen rolling. We'll talk more on Keen later. And then Desilio, these are our fullbacks. It's Danilo, Desilio, Sandro, take it or leave it. Um, so, you can't really complain much. So there's not a whole bunch we can say about the lineup for this one. Uh, hey, Lex.
1: <laughs> no, not really. Um, I was happy to see a 4-3-3 and anything but the 4-4-2 for me. So I was happy about that. And yeah, not much to say other than other than that. I think I was excited to see Gotti and Bremer together.
0: There you go. Yeah. And um, of course... You know, uh, Gatti I was pumped to uh see him there. He had nothing but great words to say about his uh, first Serie a start. And uh he looked good in it. He looked it good great. in it. I yeah. will say this. So let's get to a uh, quick, quick recap on this match. So, my God, almost exactly like the ma- last match. Not as quickly. But we kick good. it off with another Vlaovic free kick uh banger. That's his spot. So, If the kicks are coming in from that side, you got to let him have it. It wasn't uh, as fast as that other one. Interesting fun fact that when Vlaovic scored that one against Roma, he broke a record that I had no idea was held by Giacchini of all players. For quickest uh quickest uh, dead ball goal or something in Syria. And that was I was just taken aback. Uh Emmanuel Giaccarini, who you and Tini can remember back in uh, the twenty eleven uh, season and whatnot. So very, very uh interesting there. Almost like deja vu, and then oh. everybody started to call it uh Vu for <laughs> uh Dushan Vlaovic, but yeah. There you go. He kicks us off again. Uh, great for my Fanta Calcio team. I need this guy firing. So there
1: you go, Vlaovic. I missed his that free kick against Roma. I missed it live. I got home, like, I think like I think, two minutes, three minutes into the game, and I'm like, what? He already scored? So I was like, you know what? He did it again for me just so I could see it live this time. So I did catch the one against Spezia yesterday, and it was just fantastic. Like, can't get better than that, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how we need to start every game. But we, you know, you and team were talking about this, and it's like it's nice to have that threat back you know that we can start burying free kicks again because those are luxuries and those are game changers so if you had a team and i'm not saying that that was 100% spitz's plan but for the most part they wanted to contain us and you saw the five man wall at the back because they play a 352 and they were sitting back yeah. low block for a bit those are the goals that change that that can open things up that just make the rest of the things go easier and when you lose those luxury goals it uh, yeah can make things much much more difficult. So to have somebody that can start uh, being a serious threat with them, that's uh, that's massive. That will only help the cause. So great great start for Juventus. Vlahovic strikes again. He also had uh, some good moments following that up. Had a, a dangerous low hard cross. Locatelli was trying to get on to the end of it. Uh, it was cleared out, and then he had an open header on a corner kick in that first half that I thought he should have done better with, but again, no such luck. Um, Then we have the awful, uh, I shouldn't say awful, but a little bit of a howler from Chesney on the corner kick where he doesn't handle it properly. There's a scramble there. He's down. And then you see how he landed on his ankle. Um, We had to get Pettine into the match. And then we finish off this half with, in my opinion, a PK and an easy to call PK. Mm-hmm. Lex, was that a PK on Juan Cuadrado?
1: Yes, I thought so for sure. I'm surprised it called.
0: I feel the same. I mean, if you're looking at it, even at full, even at full speed, I said PK, and a lot of people just brush it off, saying, "No, he's he's jumping into the defender." And I'm like, "Well, the first thing I see is the ball and where he plays it." and I see the defender step in front of him without moving forward towards the ball. So when they showed it by replay, on other angles, the defender steps right across him, makes contact with his legs first, he makes no play for the ball, and he doesn't continue his movement to the ball. He literally turns into Cuadrado, and he's stopping. It is a PK, and one of the easiest ones to call in my opinion, because of all those reasons. Um, Stepped across a player, made contact legs first, no play for the ball at immediate moment, and didn't move towards the ball. So I'm not surprised, okay? I am not uh, surprised whatsoever uh, that it wasn't called, but uh, it's another one for the books if you're keeping tabs on calls Juventus doesn't get. The Smalling one with the handball on the header there, Anthony and I didn't agree on, but I said, "Hey, if it was Juve, you bet your ass that that's getting called," because we saw similar called over the past couple seasons. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a kick for me. But again, let's just put this in uh, the memory bank for uh, calls Juventus because apparently we <laughs> always get the calls. Lex,
1: yeah, apparently, so go bookmark that one. Keep it yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll just remember that one, Juventini. But uh, <laughs> it appears that uh, the chat here, for sure, uh, everybody's agreeing, that's a PK. And uh, although, you know, I can't believe the VAR didn't intervene, That was a clean PK. Imagine a UV player doing that. Uh, I can imagine that. Immediately called, probably. And uh, it is what it is. We don't need it, and we shouldn't have needed it. The half ends, and to be honest, uh, at halftime, kind of that underwhelming feeling, you know, great, great start. But uh, for me, the biggest thing was we just didn't seem to have our legs with us. Like we just looked, there wasn't a lot of off the ball movement and whatnot and it was a lot, lot slower. And I thought we should have imposed ourselves a bit more. Um, Is that a fair assessment? Is that how you felt, Lex?
1: That's how I felt. I felt honestly from 30 minutes onwards, I thought we had a bit of a rough patch at the end of that half. Like definitely where, I thought the first 30 minutes were better, And especially like the first 10, 15, I felt like we're really good. We were moving with um, a good tempo and moving the ball around quickly. And then I think um, that last, that spell from 30 to 45 is when I think we kind of had let them take the game to us a little bit. And then we had that situation with the corner kick, Tex injury. And then, but yeah, I would say it's a fair assessment of the first half for sure.
0: There we go, and uh, let's get to second half and uh, wind the, the recap down, and then we could tackle everything all at once. So, um, after half here, second half, uh, Miretti starts to look much, much more lively. And uh, he gets involved uh, immediately with a a nice ball from Locatelli who finds him. He runs across the top of the 18, gets an attempt off, goes high. And we have, uh, obviously, uh, Vlaovic off a corner getting stopped. Okay, so nice reaction save there. Then you have uh, Danilo gets sprung by Rabiot. And Rabiot had a really, really strong showing. Hey, we might not all want to talk about it. He had another good, good showing. If we remember the Roma match, there was a significant drop-off between Zakaria and Rabia once Zakaria joined. there Zakaria needs to pick it up. I'm not writing him off. He's got to pick it up, though, uh, because that was a significant drop-off. And uh, where is Lou? I know Lou's <laughs> in out. here. I'm sorry, man. I'm okay, sorry, man, but that's out. two back-to-back showings uh, right time. for the Frenchman. <laughs> um Danilo, unfortunately, after being sprung by Rabio, goes high and wide of the goal there. Thought he should have done better. Maybe go across goal. I, it, it, these South Americans, you know, you got Quadrado, you got Danilo. Shoot across the goal. Come on. I would have them do it a hundred times in a row in training and so that they just never think to go elsewhere. If it was a different player with the ability to pick that short side corner, okay, but Danilo, how many opportunities do you get in a game that you don't do the basics? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, anyways, uh, we end up finding a nice, nice dummy and turn by Miretti on the wing. We had some substitutions made. Miretti continues down the wing, finds Milik. Milik with, someone called it earlier in a poacher's goal, turning his defender, shooting, finding it. There you go. 2-0, it's sealed, game sealed. To be honest, this one, it's n- it was nothing uh, extravagant. We talked about it at the first half. It got a little bit better from a couple individuals in the second half, but overall, we didn't seem to have the energy about us. And the legs weren't there, and it was very, very slow moving. Uh, not enough opportunities created. But again, there is promise. Like, there's promising things in there. We saw Di Maria get into the fold as well. Kostic had come uh, into the fold. We made changes on the outsides. I think if we stick with this mold, I do believe it will get better. Adding Di Maria into the mix will get better. The midfield, the balance is kind of there. We know we have to have somebody that's dynamic like Miretti in there. Now, enter Paredes. if Locatelli becomes one of the other uh, Metzalas, This could be very, very interesting. So there's a big question mark there. But overall in this one, it just comes down to us getting the job done. The defense continues to look solid, everybody. And it doesn't matter who goes where. Danilo, center back, uh, Bremer being in there. Bremer had a great, great showing. Gatti had a good showing. Defensively, we are sound. It's putting together the next phases and learning how to create in buildup. Because in those quick moments, when Meretti makes a turn like that, I'm not worried about those fast break uh, opportunity creations. It's literally about the buildup, And that's the biggest question mark. Is Paredes going to be able to help in that build-up creation? But overall in on this one, job done. Let's move on to Fiorentina this weekend. Lex, your quick uh, overview on the match in its entirety, and then we'll get to some of the fun stuff.
1: Yeah, I felt that the second half, again, was a bit of a drop-off. I thought, like, you know, the game, you go through phases of play in the game. I thought that end of the first half of, like, okay, that was just a phase where we were on the back foot. But I felt like in the second half, you never convincingly took the game to Spezia. I felt like the fact that Spezia lacked a lot of attacking quality really paid off for us. That and also, on the flip side, our defense did do a really good job of kind of shutting down any sort of dangerous attacks. But then again... Spezia, like I said, they were missing some of their attackers, um, Verde and Maldini, both being out. And then the fact that they just really, really did not look to be of any quality up front in general, definitely paid off for us because I felt that there were times when we were allowing their pressure again. Um, I thought we spent too much time in our own half in the second half again. And then just kind of um, recurring themes like Vlaovic being too isolated up front. Um, I thought that it was interesting, like you said, bringing in Kostic and Di Maria because that was a complete change of our wingers, which I thought was interesting because we get to see how that balance plays out. I think Max will be tinkering around with that front three, um, especially until Chiesa comes back and Chiesa comes back and is fit enough to be putting in um, a lot of minutes. So I think he'll be playing around with what type of balance he wants up front. Um, like someone mentioned in the comments, Miretti, fantastic second half, still um. As I said, midfield was still a bit too static. Like, as we mentioned, I think overall wasn't the best game from our midfield as a whole. But like Al said, there's a lot of promise in terms of what we can build on in that midfield. And I think it's just going to come down to finding the right pieces at this point. Like, it's going to be up to Max to put together that front six if you want to look at it as that, right? So yeah. other than that, yeah, got the three points, so can't complain too much. But, yeah, still not the convincing Um, second half they wanted to see from the team. But, I mean, credit to them for finding that late goal. I think that that was positive. The final 10 minutes of the game, I will say, was pretty positive in terms of our play.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's got to be uh, said here, uh, because Kush brings up a a great point here, saying we have no link between Vlaovic and the rest of the team. Like, where's the midfield? The winger's too far away. So annoying. There's some cleanup to be done. And I've been saying this that maybe we switch things up because in this 4-3-3 that we were playing, and I said this after the Roma match uh, for anybody that uh, if they can remember whatnot, but we use Meretti as this advancing midfielder, but we do it from the side. We do it from the side. I had the same criticisms of how Pirlo was achieving his attacking midfielder role, pulling it from the side. hmm Dusan Vlaovic playing mainly central, our wingers being very, very far wide, it would make more sense. And the 4-3-3 that we've been doing against Roma and then again yesterday against Spezia turns into a two-man pivot, essentially. And Miretti's offered that freedom to Rome. Run him out of the middle, out of Mm -hmm. the heart of the midfield so that he just literally has to go straight up and down. And your pivots are always in position on the left and the right. And it should free, close up that gap between um, Vlaovic and the midfield if he only has to come out of the middle and not from a right side or a left side. Not only that, but it starts to engage your wingers a bit more as well. And they, they can get a bit narrow, but the thing with expecting your wingers to get narrow, I don't think it's going to happen because it appears that Max seems to want to keep them a little bit further back for defensive stability. So you don't, you even yesterday, you don't see very many instances. You still see them occasionally, but you won't see many instances of those fullbacks really engaging in our attack play. So it's, it's a tough task. Somebody has to keep the width to keep those teams on us. And when Spezia is playing, uh deep like that uh and five across the back yeah yeah keeping that width, trying to engage in scenarios where we can kind of keep them wide out there to open up some space for lounge four crosses or whatnot playing in there it's uh it's tough uh and again a little bit of the characteristics like moise keen in tight with technical ability, probably not going to be a game plan you want to bank on, right? So it's one of those things.
1: I was going to say, too, it depends on the personality, the character traits that you're playing on your wings, right? Like if you're playing Di Maria, you know, he's going to probably come more central, more of a technically sound player. I thought that Di Maria found Vlaovic a few times in the second half as well, which was more of a positive. Whereas someone like Quadrado, is going to be playing with his heels on the touchline, right? Like as a player that loves to play wide and find that space out wide. So I think it'll just be looking at how you want to play it and um, who's playing on the wings um, around Vlaovic. But as you mentioned, Al, I think playing Miretti right underneath the striker as like a, if you're playing maybe a 4 2, 3 one have him as a true 10. Is that going to help our link up play with Vlaovic? I think it's definitely possible.
0: Yeah, and just shortening the... Distance that he needs to carry and uh, operate in too, like just so just well simply for energy preservation as well would make more sense because if we think back to the Roma match, like and yesterday, I don't even think we need to like we already have covered it that basically um, the legs weren't really quite fully with us. So if you can make little adjustments like that that save our players' energy against Roma, fifty-five to sixty minutes gassed like six players six players gassed at 55 minute mark and yeah if you can make little tweaks like that i think it helps but um in the overview what i was going to get at is somebody shared this with the discord i didn't catch it it was put out by if tv sand banana by the way okay uh discord handle sand banana <laughs> thank you for sharing that um interesting little statistic here haland has a goal every 15 touches vlaovic has won every 19 touches but the difference is one is getting maybe five six average touches a game so we have to get that link up and this is what i was going to talk about to get into uh, the comment that was made earlier about finding that link up for dv getting him as much involved as we can and that was brought in by kush so uh credit there just an interesting statistic i saw from uh in our discord there that was posted again we will post the uh link for discord on twitter right after the show now the fun stuff let's get to the fun stuff so ajc tweet of the matches between two we're going to let uh, the live and lex decide who the winner is first one is from a previous winner mike so he has what? Juventini seat when Vlaovic steps up for a free kick. So decent, hey, decent. Now we have our own Juventino Lou with what I thought was pretty funny. So the trade in the game, the substitute Sandro for Bremer is a violation on human rights laws. So who takes it? Juventini, everybody in the live here, who takes it for the uh, AJC tweet? of the match are we gonna go with this one from our own uh juventino lou sandro for bremer is a violation on human rights laws or are we gonna go with what Juventini see when vlawish steps up for a free kick we've got a vote for lou from uh rb comps we've got another one for lou <laughs> we've got another one for lou i think lou wow we got one for uh mikey there and Wow. Everybody's saying, Lou, there you go. Congratulations to our boy, Juventino Lou. Nicely played. That one had me laughing. Uh, really, really good. This one was very, very well. So honorable good. mention to uh, the Vlaovic uh, tweet there. Uh, this one is very, very funny from, uh, our own Lou. So there you go. Uh, good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. And, uh, He's with us here. Stop the count. Uh, He's with us here, Mike, as well. I'm sure you'll be in many, many more. And congrats to (laughs) (laughs) Lou. Now, man of the match. Who did you have as man of the match? And I'm curious to see who everybody in the chat put down as their man of the match for this one. So, Lex, man of the match for you.
1: For me, it's Miretti. I know there was some discussion about this on the timeline yesterday. But I'm still going with Miretti because I just felt that, you know, everyone knows I love my dynamic attacking midfielders. And I thought he did a great job yesterday, especially in the second half. He drew the foul, I believe, for the free kick, got that assist on our second goal. So basically, he was pretty um, heavily involved in both of our goals yesterday. So, and I've just he got that standing ovation from the crowd. Miretti's my guy for yesterday's game.
0: There you go. We've got a lot of uh, Meretis there. Yeah, the uh, standing ovation when uh, he wasn't getting subbed It uh, was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> it ended up being a different sub, so that was that was funny. Interesting moment. Off. Another interesting moment in the game. Yeah. So Minetti. <laughs> I uh, I put a tweet out about this, and I watched the game. I always watch the games twice over because the first viewing during midweek games, which I hate, is while I'm working. So I can't fully, fully focus. Um, but uh, watching it the second time over last night, Miretti had a very bad first half, in my opinion. Um, yes, he l- helped lead to the free kick goal from Blalvich, which was great, but he had a lot of dispossession and a lot of errant passes and whatnot. He ends up finishing the game with uh, almost 50% dispossession rate uh, based to touches. He finished with just over 50% of accurate passing and whatnot. However, however, just statistically looking, he wouldn't be considered for a man of the match. However, again, in the second half, he did turn it up. The legs got about him. He was much, much more involved. His first half, though, kind of puts him out of that for me just for me personally great great second half from him though and overall still the biggest positive about that for Miretti is that at his age in a game where he struggled in heavily in the first half he found a way to turn it around and contribute still find contributions and of course that second assist Mm -hmm. um which set up the millet goal so that's a huge huge positive still a massive uh excitement to have this guy and get trust from Allegri. Allegri even is saying in his uh presser after the match he didn't put a foot wrong we all know he put a foot wrong and whatnot but it's interesting how he speaks and whatnot so he's protecting uh miretti and doing the right thing so bravo to max and bravo to max for sticking through it in a tight affair one we weren't performing well and miretti struggling in the first half so credit to allegri and credit to moretti for again rewarding him my man of the match is bremer my man of the match is bremer simply because god damn does he make it look easy at the back he makes it look so easy his reading of the games everything it just we're solid at the back it's another clean sheet the guy's a beast i'm gonna give it to uh, bremer Honorable mention to, of course, his partner there, Gatti, who had a good, good showing for his first Serie A start. I said this after I came back from Los Angeles and watching Juve, watching them train, watching that game against Real Madrid, but uh, I couldn't help in training, watching Gatti go against our top guys. And I said, like, he is going to surprise people. And I stand behind that, like... He's not given enough credit because people, there's still so much unknown to Gatti, like as far as Juventini go, but he is going to surprise people at how much further on and capable he is that people don't give him credit for yet because they just don't know. So, Gatti, if given the minutes, uh, his projection rate could be massive depending on how many minutes he gets. And you know it's it's going to be very very promising, but it was fantastic from uh, the backs there. So, Kush agrees with me on Bremer. We had a ton of calls for moretti I like it. The more names we can have in that man of the match discussion, the better it bodes for Juventus. So, there you go, Meretti. Um, it's going to be interesting. Interesting stuff. We have some storm the barn questions that are starting to come in here. Okay start getting them uh, ready. We had one that was very, very early on. I just want to ask Lex one question, seeing as how we have Paredes that's uh, joined the mix and whatnot. The question remains now about Locatelli and what's going to happen with Locatelli. There's he's been, taking, he's been under fire lately for performances, which I've been vocal about. I don't feel the same way. I'm actually happy with how he's been playing and everything like that but he has been under fire. There are talks that he might not even be a starter once Paredes gets in the fold. And don't be surprised if Maretti plays once Pogba gets fit, it's Pogba as well. I want to get Alexis' take on, let's say everybody's healthy, uh, Paredes becomes the Regista. What you think should happen in the midfield for Juventus?
1: Um, I think, like, I first off wanted to say that I agree with you, Al. Um, We spoke about this before the show, too, about Locatelli kind of being under fire, under a lot of criticism, which I'd heard that he didn't play well yesterday and whatnot. And I agree with you in the sense that I didn't didn't agree with it either. I felt like he's been doing his role. um, He's been very serviceable where he's at. I just think that he got pinned back and he's getting pinned back in that role, which, as you mentioned here, bringing in Paredes is hopefully going to change. Um, I think with Paredes in the fold, it definitely brings up a lot of questions for our midfield. And first of all, just this is a good problem to have, especially once Pogba's back. Um, I think having a lot of flexibility, a lot of options in your midfield, it's a long season. There's a lot of competitions that you need to be ready for and you need to have fresh legs for. So I think this is definitely a good problem. In terms of our best three, I think I'd like to, yes, stick with a three-man midfield. Um, Say you do start Paredes. You know, we talked about this as well. We threw around, um, how about Paredes, Locatelli, Miretti? Or is there not enough cover? Is there not enough defensive cover in that type of midfield? Would you have to go Paredes, Locatelli, Rabiot with Locatelli moving further up the pitch? Can Locatelli take on a role similar to Miretti if you move him further? Can we put Miretti as a subs, considering he's still young? Or we can play him in games against, um, you know, when we want to give rest to our starters... I don't know, there's a lot a lot of questions to be asked. I think I want to see more of Paredes first too before I make a judgment. But I think that, what about you, Al? Do you have a go-to three-man midfield right now that you'd go with?
0: I think it's very, very complicated and we almost have to wait to see how it plays out. So what we've got going on in the midfield right now as of these past two matches, Spezia and then Roma, is that you will have three-man midfield, one advances and two become a pivot. Mm-hmm. Locatelli's most natural for me in a two-man pivot. That's that's him all day, all yeah. day, two-man pivot. Right now, we're not getting both midfielders heavily invested in the attack, like both of them at It's mainly predominantly one. Yeah. If you're going to carry forward and you're going to go into a two-man pivot and whatnot, I think it's makes sense to play one in that attacking role. So I see Pogba with Miretti as the change-up to them. On the Regista side of things, with Rovella being moved out because Paredes came in, it's between Paredes and Locatelli. But if you're going to switch it to a two-man midfield, obviously Locatelli can move to the right side and play alongside him. Locatelli for me, and I've been... I'm a little bit weary about saying he's going to be the answer as a Metzala. I didn't see it in the moments he got with Juve last season when we tried to move him forward or whatnot. Like we needed it because we had nobody else that could do it um, to the level that he did in terms of creation. But is it going to be the be all end all like, and just the saving grace for this Juve midfield? I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. So it's gonna be very, very interesting to see how it, things play out here. Um, Rabio, I'm telling you, as much as we might not want to hear it or like it or anything, he's around this season and he gives that good change up and that good physicality and he's always fit and the dude can run. and yesterday he actually sparked some really good breaks for Juventus. And again, the drop-off has been that position when he's changed out. So in these last couple matches, it's been a good balance. Locatelli, Rabio, Miretti. Your Mm -hmm. dynamic midfielder, attacking, forward-pressing midfielder. Locatelli in the heart of it. Your base, your stable, your tempo guy, and just your distribution guy. And then Rabio, that physicality. It's finding that mix. If we try to put the names we all want on there, is it a little too one-sided? It might be a little too one-sided and you might lose a bit of that balance. Time will tell, though. So we have to wait and see. Paredes hasn't even played a match with Juve. Let's get him in the mix and play him there and then at least see what we've got. As far as that one spot, I truly do feel, though, Pogba and Moretti in one spot for sure. Paredes is going to be your Regista when he's not in their Locatelli. That other spot is can essentially go many different ways and be up for grabs. Like, what do you do with the McKinney? He doesn't necessarily suit a two-man pivot, okay? So, there's some question marks that have to be placed there, right? Is he good enough to be one of the dynamic guys, like Pogba or Moretti? I don't think so. So, it's an interesting, it's an interesting mix, and finding that balance is going to be uh, a bit challenging because if we want to move in this mold, a guy like McKenny might not necessarily slip into that spot. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, I agree. It's definitely – that's a good point that you raise. Um, I think – I was even considering Pogba when we were talking about our midfields before, but, like, when he comes back from injury, obviously, it's another – player that's right there in the mix that we're going to be prioritizing. And in terms of McKenny, I think, yeah, I think I see him at his best as like a pure eight, pure box to box. Like he's not super flexible in terms of his play. I think Max has attempted to try him in a outside of that four, four, two, and he likes to play that central player on the left. Um, I think that uh, Weston will be continued to be wasted as a winger. It's definitely possible. Um, I think, yeah, Weston is another quality player that we have that, Another good point do we bring do we move him out in January if we don't see him in the midfield moving forward? I think it's important to remember he's been injured right from his ankle injury to rolling into his shoulder injury now. I think that giving him time to come back will be important. but um, yeah lots of questions in our midfield for sure. I think that can only be solved by trying out different combinations of players.
0: yeah so it, it's it's one of those things but I agree uh, fully here. With Leo here, it's the first time in years we have a lot of choices in the midfield. It's a great problem for Max. I said it earlier on the show, too. Uh, I mean, variety, the flexibility, like, these are good, good problems to have. And there will come a time where, you know, some guys are going to go down for periods of time. Like, there will be some knocks here and there. So, it is it is what it is, right? We'll make it, uh, make it work and see, but it's a good issue to have so far. Um, big, big thank you. For the donation here okay sisman. in his age he is far better than 19 year old modric so claiming that miretti at this age is ahead of where modric was at that age bold bold statement and uh yeah i wasn't following modric when he was 19 years old so i can't speak to it i'll take your word for it but massive thank you for uh, the donation support of the channel For everybody else that continues to ask, you can support with the uh, super chat that's enabled or check out Stripe Hearts Apparel, the new uh, shop that's now linked directly with our YouTube channel. Bunch of great designs in there. The Mad Max, regardless of what you think of him, is a solid design. The Il Principino and the 10 for ADP. Slick designs. Check it out. If you find something you like and feel like uh, supporting the channel, it's much, much appreciated. Thank you to everybody who already has as well. Let's continue on with some more Storm the Barn. So we had some really, really good ones in here. I'm going to go way back to the top of the show. I never forget about you guys, okay? And I never leave you hanging, okay? I know where it is. Just give me a minute. Let's go up to the top here. So Leo, coming in here with Al, I once asked for how long our patients with Allegri uh, should be there, and you said Allegri needs at least one Mercado. Is this Mercado that one? He has the players he requested. So this is a fantastic question. Because, you know, as hard as we've been on the managers, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, and I talked about a show priors with Anthony and whatnot. The patience wears thin for Juventini when you go through such a great stretch, especially a decade of dominance where you take nine scudetti, uh, five doubles. You know what I mean? The patience runs thin. We have to be realistic. Max, towards the end there of his first tenure, we were all getting frustrated in the play, rightfully so. He was asking for more players. Management decided to go another route. Enter the mix here, Sadi, Pirlo. You're making coaching changes, but you're not giving them guys to kind of help fulfill what their vision is and what they want to achieve on the pitch. At Sooner or later, you have to do that. You have to do that for a manager. At least give them one Mercado. And is this that one Mercado? It's not the one Mercado, but it is one where we've done very, very well for him. And if there is no progress made throughout this season, it's a very, very good start in terms of where we stand. We're in the mix, we're two points off of top four games in. Okay. That's a better start than last year. Okay. Better start. Three out of four clean sheets only allowed one goal in four matches, okay, Um, finding that offense, finding those goals, getting them uh, strike, I I feel like we're not far off from that too, so that has to be a a sign that the play overall is, there's something there now, you know how we talk about, they haven't had identities, and ideas, and creative patterns, whatnot, I think like, we're starting to see something that can definitely be a blueprint for Juve. Now it's we, what we were getting into finding that balance and the mix amongst the rotation, right. And getting that rotation in there and everything it's, it's there, there's something there, but is this that one Mercado pretty much because we have to see progress now in the team Um, from last year, you give them that benefit of the doubt that it's max Allegri. um, But now It's time to put up or shut up, and he has to get this team progressing and growing and becoming stronger as the season goes on. Lex, do you feel the same way?
1: Um, I agree. I think um, I agree with your take that it's not like the Mercato, but I think that if you combine it with January plus the summer, we had a strong winter Mercato as well with Max, and plus the summer Mercato, all the work that was done. I think a lot of these players now that were brought in, you can say are his players, More or less, this is his team now. So I think that this season is the true test, 100%. um, As to what we can do, can we progress with this team, with this squad? What can Max do with it? I think for me, like if we see no progress by the end of this season, I think we have to really reevaluate what we're doing as a group and um, with our manager. But I think that given Max the benefit of the doubt, This whole season, we're going to give him this season to progress with the squad. And I think that the excuses around roster and the right players definitely are running thin. I think that this is now the real test for Max, 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with uh, that for sure. For sure. It's, it's time, like, you just can't wait that long. At the end of the day, he is very, very uh, well paid. Okay, has history on side, experience on side. It's time to uh, find the results. Kush comes in here with one. Do we need to move to a four-four-two diamond and then can play Paredes, Loca, Pogba, Miretti all together? Um, real quick answer for me on this one is uh that would essentially be a four-three-one two. It would look like a four-three-one two or four-one two-one two, right? Miretti ahead, uh, Loca, Pogba on the sides. I want to have impact off the bench as well. So I don't want to just empty the clip, so to speak, and put them all out together for the sake of getting them all out together. So I would probably avoid that and continue to move with what we've been doing. If anything, um, a two-man pivot, four-two-three-one, would be cool. Um, exactly like what we were doing, 4-3-3, three, three, that with possession, four-two-three-one. I would keep the same to keep impact from the bench.
1: Lex, what do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. I think like a formation like that would phase out guys like Kostic, Quadrado, like any type of wing play, right? So I think uh, definitely, definitely stay with like a 4 3 3, 4 2 3 1, in my opinion, as well. But it's an an interesting um, shout for sure.
0: Yeah, interesting call for sure. And you know what? There could be games where that's the play based on what the opponent wants to do uh, tactically. So Mm -hmm. it could definitely uh, come to fruition there, Kush. Um, RB comps once Pogba gets fit and stays fit for UV. How much will he cook for me? If he stays fit, he tears up the league. I have no doubt he'll tear up the league if he stays fit. Uh, Lex,
1: yeah, agreed. Um, always love Pogba, and I'm, it's crazy. I keep forgetting we signed him because he hasn't played for us yet. But it's so weird. I feel like that's going to be like a new signing when he comes back. So that's yeah. exciting for sure.
0: Oh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. <laughs> so, will we be bullied? Nice or smash by PSG if we perform like yesterday. I'm just going to say this. We will not perform as we did yesterday. That's all I'm going to say. Come PSG, um, I think you'll see the uh, motivation and the energy there like we did uh, Roma. Just can we keep it for a longer period of that game? I think so. And there's a couple guys coming back too. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. I will say this: we will not perform like yesterday, in my personal opinion. Lex, what do you have to say about uh, this one?
1: That's a good answer, I think, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, we'll see know. a
0: driven and motivated uh, Uve. This is one I was actually gonna ask on the pod for everybody that is uh, live and whatnot, and uh, to see what they think. So it's interesting that Swarit was on the same wavelength here with his. Rabiot, if renewed at four to four and a half million euros, would you do it, Lex?
1: Um, I mean, <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't want to have a little bit of recency bias because he has had a good to last two games. Does that mean I want to renew him? I I don't Just know. Based
0: I... on everything we've seen out of Rabio, um, you know, he's he's got a role that he can fulfill. But when we're, you know, in years past looking for 10 goals out of him and to be yeah. this offensive, it's not his game. But in a situation like this where you actually use a dynamic offensive midfielder and you don't need Rabio for that, all of a sudden his traits and abilities make sense. At 4 million, Maybe,
1: maybe I think it depends if you could have someone that could take his role. Anyways, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I apologize
0: to Lewis for saying maybe, but maybe, just maybe. At four million, there's there's worse there's worse midfielders that could join. Yeah, he's ahead of he's ahead of Zakaria and potentially even McKenny until we see McKenny play a midfielder role and not pushed out to the outside, right? So, Meran's got a question here. Who, in your opinion, is at the bottom of the pecking order for each position to play? Who's at the bottom of the pecking order for midfielders right now? Lex?
1: Who's at the bottom for midfielders? I'm...
0: Is it Zikaria? Is it Fajoli?
1: I was going to say, might go with probably Zakaria. Just from not being like super impressed with what I had seen, I wasn't crazy about him when he had last season either. And then he got injured for a bit. Um, I think yeah, probably him or Fajoli. I don't know if you're gonna re- gonna work our way up for.
0: You're gonna be Weston. Is it Weston?
1: Maybe Weston. I think I prefer Weston over him.
0: Over Zakaria.
1: Yeah, I have him higher. I think in my order. If we're looking at a depth
0: chart. Yeah, it might it might be, but this goes back to the last question too. Rabio's not at the bottom of the pecking order, four mil.
1: He's.
0: It's interesting.
1: He's next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's
0: not at the bottom of the pecking order.
1: Not the bottom. <laughs>
0: um, in terms of center backs, at the bottom of the pecking order, I'd probably say Rugani. Rugani
1: yeah.
0: at the bottom of the pecking order. Um, I'd be okay even Danilo ahead of him. I have no problem with it. Um, but yeah, he's at the bottom.
1: Yeah, probably. Fullbacks,
0: probably. we kind of only have a bottom of the pecking order. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. like for it's me, good. take your pick of Deshilio and Sandro who's at the bottom of the pecking order for fullbacks. Yeah. Um, As far as the forwards go, bottom of the pecking order. In, like... Keen or Suley? As far as, uh, like, wingers, yeah. I'm including everyone. Wingers and your strikers. Because strikers, we have Vlaovic and Milik. No point in doing a pecking order. But all forwards together, it's Keen and Sule that are at the bottom for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Probably, And Sule. I'm
0: almost ready to start seeing Sule um, ahead of Keane. Uh, Keen is uh, leaving me incredibly frustrated. So, that's how I'd probably say it with those ones. Um, but, yeah, we've got... Uh, yeah, full packs who's who is the <laughs> yeah who's less worse so pick your poison uh there but yeah interesting we've got uh, probably room for one more here um let's see uh, do, 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 do. oh here's not really a storm in the barn but just uh thank you to lex because your reports on the UVA women i actually watched the women euros and he had never done that before. And it was actually a great, great tourney. And, uh, yeah, exciting stuff. So there you go. Lex. There's you some for props it. for you for bringing yeah, up the UV uh, awesome. Women reports.
1: Thank you, Dan. And, I appreciate
0: that. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And even on the Discord, we talk about the UVA uh, the Women. Uh, great, great team. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out some of their games. It's good, good stuff. Now, the handle. You got to have a handle name. So when can we expect the change? Change must happen, Lex. We're in a new season. We got we a lot of new faces at Juve. It's time to get a new handle. When? By this weekend, Fiorentina's match? Yeah,
1: it's a good... Uh, yeah, it's, but Fiorentina. Saturday, okay. So... Yeah, that's fine. Bye, everybody,
0: we've got a tough, tough uh, task ahead of us in terms of the schedule. We've got Fiorentina this Saturday, Okay. Game's gonna be at 6 a.m. my time. I am gonna bring you a live watch along. Okay. We are gonna do our match day live. It'll be probably bumped up by about a half hour. Okay, so that we can get as much in as possible. Then I will take you to a live watch along for Fiorentina. Midweek Games are killers, Champions League. We're gonna have PSG on Tuesday. It's gonna be uh oh, it's gonna be interesting. We've got to be realistic and I think look at it as a measuring stick for this UV and what they can do against a a PSG team like that and see what we can do. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm eagerly anticipating that match. Um, And we'll talk more about that as it gets closer and whatnot. But next up we have Fiona and Tina. So you know where to be right here on this channel. Everybody, can I ask you just to hit that like button while you're here? Let's get maximum amount of likes Continue uh, to support all your supports. Great, however you choose to do that. Uh, super chat, you guys showing up on the lives. You're all fantastic. Okay, uh, big big uh, props. We are going to drop the new link for the Discord channel on Twitter immediately after this. Go there, join us on the Twitter. Uh, big thank you to Anish who has done a fantastic job setting up our Discord server. Okay, uh, massive massive thank you for that, and we continue to build on that and add some cool things. Um, everybody, hey. A win's a win. Three out of four clean sheets. Let's get that offense firing, okay? But right now, we can afford to because with those clean sheets, scoring only 57 goals total last year, still end up okay if we can keep this many clean sheets. But let's not bank on it and let's get these guys firing. Vlaovic, he's a threat from free kicks, but let's put it all together. Miretti, keep doing your thing, my man. Keep doing your thing. Let's go. Paredes welcome aboard i hope you can have the impact that max believes you have so let's go everybody saturday morning you know where to be quick reminder okay if this is your handle abas KT, kt Al tom snipes 10 if this is what you go by on youtube reach out to us okay reach out to us in the comments of this video head over to twitter instagram whatever whatever the hell you like just reach out because Saturday morning for the Match Day Live is when you will have an opportunity to win a brand new Juventus kit of your choice, okay? Massive, massive thank you to everybody. Um, Thank you, Jeremiah. Thanks for another great show, guys, and Lex. Hope to see you more often. There you go. As always, everybody, as we sign off, fino alla fine, Forza Juve. You've got Juventini friends or whatnot. Share our uh, material, our content, whatnot. Let's keep growing the AJC Army strong, all right? We will see you on the weekend. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week, everybody. Forza Juve. Let's get ready to take it to Fiorentina and Italiano. Sorry, Lex yeah take it to them let's it go
1: hasn't look great over there i'm gonna be honest
0: it does not look great oh, and dude. i think he's got a little bit of a whooping coming on saturday so let's go so. bye
1: everyone